can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Do you need an amazing waterproofing product? Look no more. BaseCrete is the number one cementitious 100% waterproofing membrane with a proprietary blend of polymers and specialized content. An easy to use all-in-one waterproofing membrane and bond coat that provides exceptional strength and unparalleled adhesion, yet remains flexible to absorb movement and the underlining concrete structure. With its range of application, BaseCrete is the ideal solution to protect or repair any concrete structure for use in swimming pools, roofs, terraces, foundations, cellars, deck, etc. It adheres directly to the substrate. No primer, no bond coat. How easy is that? Hey guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and gals, wherever you're at. It's Heather here on the Talking Pools podcast with Hump Days with Heather. So this episode, I want to talk about color loss on plaster causes. How can we help prevent it? Some of the little bit of science behind there, what we can do. Let me know if you have questions in the meantime, after you listen or daring, feel free to shoot us a message and we'll be happy to answer them for you. We all know plaster is a cement product. Cement hydration causes calcium salt which is the pigment masking. Most color loss occurs during hydration when moist mixture hardens. When that happens, 70% of that is within the first seven days. And 85% of that is in within the first 28 days after mixing. And then of course, after that, the rest is over the years. And that's why the startup process is a minimum of 28 days. When I have companies that are like, oh, I only do a startup process of five to seven days, or I've had some do three days even. And I I just, I'm appalled. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? You're going to get some color loss possibly. We're going to have some other issues go on and your pH isn't even balanced out. Your plaster dust isn't even gone out of that pool. There's a lot of things that go on, especially to help prevent color loss. Because we all know most clients nowadays want that blue color or the dark colors and that pigment in those are completely different than white. When cement reaches its final set, the pigments are sealed in place and cannot move or disperse during hydration. Calcium hydroxide, a cement hydration byproduct, it can move. And when calcium hydroxide ions generate a white catalyst coating, then conceals that color. So when that happens, that's a process during this 28 days for the majority of it, right? Up to 85%. And then the remainder goes after that. And that usually happens within the three days of the pool filling. Your startup has to be amazing. That calcium hydroxide or plaster dust is what that is, has to be filtered out three to five days after filling. 
Otherwise, it can carbonate and adhere to the finish, making removal very costly. I learned that a long time ago, and it'll start to scale and cause all kinds of issues. The vacuum that you use, obviously we can't do wheels, right? So when this happens and you don't get that plaster dust off and that brushing, that's when that brushing comes, that vacuuming comes. You've got to have that special vacuum with the bristles at the bottom. So you're brushing and you're vacuuming at the same time. And then, of course, for us, I do after day five, I'll do a filter clean to get all of that out. Today, seven, depending on which plaster it is, you know, pebble versus quartz, two different types that we have with plaster dust. When any material frequently contacts water, it becomes subject to mineral scale, right? And metal staining. So this occurs when metals and minerals like salt from the water that scales film minutes and hides the cement color. The scale typically turns black gray color. So metal participation stains finishes. Copper, magnesium stains are blue, green, black, while iron stains are red, orange or black. It's very important to understand the different colors for the staining. With metals, it becomes very hard to filter out a little bit and then you start having all the stains all over the pool and then that becomes a whole nother issue to try to get everything out. So remember, copper, magnesium, they stain blue, green, black, white, iron stains, red, orange or black. And if you're unsure what it is, test the water, don't just throw sequestering agents in there to try to get it out. They make these lovely little test kits that do copper, that do iron, that can do magnesium. Make sure you're checking this. And if you don't, get a spin lab, take it to Leslie's or somewhere that can do the spin lab to help. So let's talk about fixing plaster discoloration. Trying to fix for the most part. <laughs> so testing the water for metals and hardness and treating it to reduce metal and mineral salt is very important. Whenever you're doing this, you have to make sure that you understand which metals it is because it makes a huge difference on how you're going to fix the discoloration if it does happen. You can also include a sequestering agent or a chelating compound. So once you initiate that though, you have to use it for as long as significant amounts and material or metal remain in the water. Check it for the next like 60 days each time that you're there to make sure it's not coming back. You never know. So you've got to find the source and try to keep it out of that pool. So let's talk about the pigment loss. So aggressive water chemistry dissolves or leaches color. Organic pigment is particularly prone to the problem. That's because the lower particle size makes it simpler to extract them from the plaster. Fading or white spots appear, penetrates about an eighth of an inch inside of that plaster. Always recommend that inorganic pigment to protect color. Once the pool is full, chemicals balance is needed, obviously, to prevent aggressive water and these issues. Low calcium hardness, pH, carbon alkalinity, and any contribution contributed to the conditions will help with that. And I cannot stress to y'all, your carbon alkalinity, a lot of people don't even know what the carbon alkalinity is. Guys and gals, read up on carbon alkalinity because it is very important during the process, especially for the startups, leaching of color and chemistry and all of that. Applicator color longevity begins with pigment choice, right? So we all know the pigments have a very, very distinguished color. There are some products that I don't put on pools anymore because of the pigment manufacturer. If it is possible, try to use inorganic metal-based colors. Some pigment 
producers blend organic pigments to get the bright blues and deep blacks. You want to consult the manufacturer to ensure compatibility with your combination. Tell them I mix colors using calcium chloride. Is that okay? I use polymers using polyzines. Is there a negative? What's what's the pigment going to react to your product versus the additives that I'm using when I'm mixing? And you always want to check the products, you, like a minimum one to two year track record. And if you're starting a new product, find out what that warranty is. If you're telling me it's not going to have any negative side effects, but yet you're having a negative side effects, what Who's, who's responsible for that? When you mix the ingredients, if it's not entirely dissolved, it can clump and produce, well, chocolate chips. That's what I like to call it, right? Is like the chocolate chips because it starts to clump and look like chocolate chips. I always tell my guys to shake that liquid pigment bottle, right? You just shake it to mix the particles for the heavier section. So that way it mixes perfectly. And I just, <laughs> I just realized what my shaking looks like. Okay, my mind just went there. Yes, it did. Shut up. <laughs> Anywho, put the pigment in first and then your sand and run the mixer to assist crushing and dissolving it. And then add cement and aggregate. That's the process that I use whenever we're mixing. Certain actions are important during this application. Polyzons transform soluble calcium hydroxide into calcium silicates, which increases the material's durability. Color coatings degrade faster. So we want to make sure that we are increasing that material's durability, which is why it goes back to consulting the manufacturer to make sure that you tell them what you're adding, because it's our job to help protect that plaster. Try to work over shaded and overcast areas especially when applying colored quartz or any color for that matter, but quartz especially. If you're in the direct sun, especially like in Texas and Arizona, the color consistency is intense and it may vary because you're going to have certain plaster dry a hell of a lot sooner in certain areas than other areas. So then we're going to have that color pigment start to kind of get away from us. And then you're going to have shrinkage cracking sometimes unavoidable even when it's shaded and you've got a tarp over it sometimes it happens but once that plaster starts to hydrate those shrinkage cracks hopefully will seal up and I've had some where they don't spider cracks shrinkage cracks you know just make sure you're checking them once that pool is full to make sure you don't have a leak and it didn't cause a void in that plaster to protect that client and yourself trust me that client will definitely appreciate you going out there with the $10 bottle of, you know, dye injection, just checking it to make sure it's not going to cause anything future. And if it does, then address it. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And until next week, I will holler at you later. Bye guys. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 